Hi everybody, happy Friday. I hope you've been enjoying the summer and welcome back to the vlog. Today I'd like to showcase some of the work that's being done to support pediatric feeding disorders. A child may have a pediatric feeding disorder if they're having problems drinking liquids or eating food safely and comfortably. Difficulty eating and swallowing is associated with significant health risks and increased use of medical services, not to mention family stress. Thankfully, the Pediatric Eating and Swallowing Project is working to enhance and standardize interdisciplinary practice in the area of eating, feeding, and swallowing to get the best outcomes for our patients and their families. The project, also known as PEAS, has been quite successful in achieving this goal over the past three years. There have been fewer emergency visits and hospitalizations due to pediatric feeding disorder, more families receiving a care plan, and more timely access to services, and a high satisfaction rating from families. Joining me today to tell us more about PEAS are Nancy Whalen, speech-language pathologist, Children's Rehabilitation Services, Vermilion Community Health, and Dr. Justine Turner, medical lead of the Pediatric Home Nutrition Support Program. Welcome both to the vlog. Nancy, I'm gonna start with you if that's all right. Can you tell us a bit about eating, feeding, swallowing disorders in general and how they affect children and their families? So pediatric feeding disorder or P PFD is a term used to diagnose children with impaired oral intake that isn't age appropriate. So that impaired intake is lasting more than two weeks and has one or more factors that are affected. And those could include medical, nutritional, feeding skill, and or psychosocial factors. So there are so many components to PFD and every child and family are affected differently. So the disorder really requires a multifaceted team to help support and manage it. Um, one of the biggest benefits of having a provincial project like PEAS is that now everybody's talking using the same language. So we're all starting from that same place and that helps with consistency and assessment and management. Um, PFD can be very stressful for families and if you think about it we often we feed our kids several times a day and if this is a struggle it can seem overwhelming and never-ending to families and so it can really affect that child-parent relationship. Justine I'm going to go over to you now. Um, what led to the creation of PEAS and how did you get started? So PEAS was really a collaboration between patients, families and frontline staff. So they saw that they had a need for more support and for change because of things that they were struggling with, including actually concerns over safety incidents. Um, and their calls for help were actually responded to by executive directors at both ACH and Stollery. So two key senior administrators from the North and South came together with the idea of getting a quality assurance provincial project started in this field. And they asked myself and Sharon Spicer, who's my equivalent at ACH, to come on board and work towards getting funding from Mincy, which we're so lucky to have as you know in Alberta to have the SCNs. Um, and I really like that this was both, you know, a a bottom-up and a top-down approach. And I think there's not enough of that in healthcare. So I'm so proud to have been involved um, with PEAS. And I can tell you before PEAS, there were lots of attempts to get groups of people together to try and standardise care. I myself had had on my to-do list for like years that I wanted to work on a clinical practice guideline for the Stollery Enteral Nutrition Program. And none of these efforts either got started or they fell apart at some point. So it really did require a multidisciplinary, you know, collaborative effort across the province to make meaningful change. And I think you can achieve so much more than working in regional silos, which tends to be uh, to go. Nancy, one big focus of this project is listening, collaborating with families. 
Can you tell us why that's so important and how you support families? So the complexities and the stress can, that can be involved in a PFD diagnosis is really why it's important that families feel heard and they feel like their experiences are validated. So one of the ways that frontline staff can do this is by ensuring that the family's part of the process from start to finish. So the goal development, the planning, the management, all of it, the family being at the forefront of the process was so important that it did become a quality improvement marker for the project, which was really nice for teams to be able to see how well they were doing with that piece of it. Um, another way that PEAS has supported feeding therapists and involving families in the process is by encouraging the use of that goal wheel and that family care plan or the feeding care plan. And so um, the family and the team fill that out together. And so one of the benefits of using these tools is that families can share them with other teams that may be involved in their care. So as a rural therapist, if I have a family who my team decides we need some instrumental assessment, those documents can go with the family to the teams in Edmonton or Calgary. And that team knows exactly what we've been working on, what the family's um, goals are. And then the family doesn't have to repeat themselves over and over again. Um, and then the plan can be a cohesive plan once they come back to their community. Thanks, Nancy. I'm going to follow up on that. So how does PEAS collaborate with and support other healthcare providers? One of the things that I appreciate as a frontline therapist in a rural practice is that the project allowed time for feeding teams to meet and brainstorm ways to turn all of this evidence-based research that was gathered and put it into um, routine practice. So through the innovative learning collaboratives, we got to learn what practices and procedures worked, but also what didn't work from other teams that were in with similar structure to ours. And we felt like we had the power of that collective brain, which is always great. Um, the clinical practice guide is another outcome of the project that's something that I use regularly with my feeding team. It really provides a lot of information, a lot of guidance and recommendations for screening, assessment, and just overall management of PFD. The other piece that I love about the project is the website itself, so the PEAS website. We often refer parents to that because it's just chock full of um, parent-friendly resources that range from feeding screens, so does my child even have a problem, to informational videos on tube feeding. So we we quite regularly um, look at those resources with our families and also refer to that. Justine, I touched a bit on this in the beginning, but can you expand on the successes the program has had? Yeah, so um, we've had lots of measures of success. I mean, I guess um, we recently were awarded the Health Quality Council of Alberta um, uh, quality Assurance Award, and we've had a couple of other awards from uh, both Al Alberta Health Services and from the University Department of Pediatrics. Um, however, I guess what's probably more important is something that Nancy touched on, that we asked for specific feedback from families and providers throughout the project, and they have said, you know, their feedback has really shown that they feel that the needle has moved um, in terms of both access to care and the quality of care that's being provided. And very importantly, in their own confidence in providing care, I feel very strongly that paediatric feeding disorders are a very, very, very specialised area. 
but a very specialized area in pediatrics that's exceptionally common. I mean, it touches on nearly every field of pediatrics. It's difficult for a child to have a chronic illness and not have their feeding impacted. So we're all seeing this all the time. And yet our training in this field is very limited, even myself as a pediatric gastroenterologist. So, you know, we, we are really, I feel, you know, very proud to see that people are saying, I feel more confident now about the care I provide. I know more and I know that I'm on the right track. Um, and then, you know, this was a QA project. It was funded by Mincy and it involved research. And we were able to show significant improvements in, in multiple dimensions of quality of care. So including things like access, efficiency, appropriate care and effective care. But also, as you mentioned at the outset, in reducing um, the amount of patients that were coming to the emergency department, in reducing admissions to hospital, and they were significantly, um, you know, reduced and improved at showing that we got our safety improvement as well, which was so important at the outset of this project. One last question for you, Justine. So what's next for PEAS? Yeah, well, PEAS is definitely not going away. We're definitely not over. And again, I would say we're very lucky to have, um, you know, a top down and a bottom up commitment to this project. So um, there um, we have, again, some leaders in, uh, at, you know, at Stollery and ACH and pediatrics who really want the project to continue. So we're going to roll it into operations. And with the help of a lot of the frontline staff who are also very committed, we're going to keep it going. So we're going to keep trying to monitor quality assurance outcomes. That's very important, including safety, obviously. Um, we're going to continue with that important educational outreach uh, piece. So we have a community of practice, which is staffed by frontline physicians who are going to continue to manage a blog on the website and to run educational events regularly throughout the year for this very important but very specialised field. Um, and then um, I think the leadership are very committed that we will keep up to date the website and the website information like the clinical practice guideline, which is obviously extremely important. And as Nancy said, is, is an incredibly important resource, you know, not just for frontline staff, um, but for families. Um, it can be used by people in the community. And I can tell you, we've even had international people on our website using the resources. So we want to make sure we keep that up to date. Thank you so much. And thank you both for taking the time to join with me today. Um, outstanding work. And I'd love to congratulate everyone that's involved. You're making a huge difference in the lives of young families and their children. And I look forward to hearing more about your future successes and maybe we'll have you back. And to everyone out there, thank you so much for everything you do. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoys, enjoy the last few days of summer. Uh, big thank you again for everybody for opening your arms to Northwest Territories. You guys are awesome. Stay self, safe and be well.